Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my co-pilot, Miss Leanne Whippin, Hall of Famer, I might add. High atop the radio world in our Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in Portland, Oregon. We welcome all of our affiliates down the line on the Barbecue Nation and the USA radio networks. We'd also like to thank uh, the folks down there at Painted Hills Natural Beef from the heart of the Pacific Northwest, which is where I hail from. Beef the way nature intended. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. Well, I'll tell you a very short story. A few weeks ago, I was kind of flipping through Twitter and Facebook and all the social media platforms that we have to deal with. And I saw this thing called Hellraiser. And my first thought was it's another movie. You know, it's some my my kid likes these scary ass movies. I don't. Okay. And I'm looking at it and I thought, well, no, that's a barbecue. And I started looking around. Then I met our guest today, Sean Bevan, who's the president of Hellraiser Grills. They're based in Quebec. Uh, up in Canada there, but I I thought that was such a off the cuff name, Sean. Not a bad way. It just really grabbed my attention. So, first of all, welcome to the show, and secondly, how in the hell did you come up with that name? <laughs> I'm honored to be here. So, thank you very much for having me. Um, I certainly appreciate it as a Canadian manufacturer. I have the opportunity to anytime we can talk to our, our southern neighbors. I I most certainly welcome that. So, I, I certainly appreciate the opportunity. Um, yeah, I uh, I had another manufacturing company before this one that was also uh, in in barbecue manufacturing, a little bit more artisanal, um, not as scaled or, or, or you know volume oriented as we are today with Hellraiser. Um, a I'm going in my sixth year now of of startup businesses, startup manufacturing businesses, and it's been tough. I, the, the first business was Hammer Forge. You know, so a lot of people out there may know me for the beast, you know, it's, it's a, it was a kind of a bit of a market disruptor. So a lot of them in the United States. And so I became known in barbecue circles kind of around the world. Um, and I literally went through hell with that business. Uh, I mean, I cried at night. I, you know, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat. Like there was just all kinds of different challenges. So um, when I had the opportunity to start this up again, um, it was, I went through hell and now we're back and we're going to come with some new innovative products with, lots of different features and we're going to raise some help so that's kind of how it came about the name the name yeah Mm -hmm. why do they call you the mad scientist of barbecue um yeah i've heard that um i i don't with all humility i'm not sure that i've really you know i we certainly didn't invent fire um we certainly didn't invent you know the offset smoker or anything like that but I think that we've got um, an ability, a, a design strength and innovation strength to add features. I mean, we're really passionate about barbecue. I'm a barbecue guy. I've been that way forever. Um, and so I was always looking for little features, you know, little add-on things that make the outdoor cooking experience 
just that more enjoyable. In addition to, I think the today's consumer, you know, their 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 experience with two dimensional products that are kind of designed to do just a single thing. Um, as we progress, you know, people expect more from their products. They expect a, a more personalized product experience. Um, and I think the way that we, I think something that Hellraiser does very very well is that we've we think outside of the box when you know adding different features to units that that really kind of set us apart from the competition. Hmm. What give us an example of that, John? We're going to get more in depth in the next couple segments, but give us an example of that right now, please. So, you know, I love to cook skewers. Um, probably like most of you as well, or most of your listeners, I love skewers. You know, the versatility of you can put any kind of meat or fish or vegetable on a skewer, you can grill it, and it, it's always pretty delicious. So, that's probably one of the biggest examples. I personally got tired of skewers, you know, if you remove the grill on a certain unit, the, the skewer would always kind of flip and flop, you know, depending on the weight distribution of the skewer and we always get burned on one side, you'd never get nice, even grill mm -hmm. um, or smoking on the, on the skewer. So we came up with this kind of, I, I would, I, I consider it to be pretty, pretty brilliant, um, a skewer in, index locking system. So that the skewer actually can be turned at 90 degree increments so that you're getting the perfect grill and smoke all the time on your skewers. And that's kind of part of all of the entire lineup. So any of most of the products that we do all have that kind of unique skewer system uh, incorporated into it. So that, can you do the, can you do that with a hog? <laughs> we probably could build that with a hog. Yeah, I mean pretty big tongs to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's maybe they call you the mad scientist, not because of your cooking, but because of your innovations like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you folks, I'm 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 a passionate barbecuer. I'm a passionate foodie. I've never really, um, you know, been into competitive cooking. I, I just I don't have that. You know, I don't have that grind about me, um, but I'm a passionate food guy. And I mean, I I barbecue. I don't know, four or five, six times a week. On the weekends, we do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like I'm, I'm constantly. Wow. So I'm, I'm pretty passionate about it. And yeah, I just, I wanted to, to offer, um, you know, what really kind of makes the grilling experience um, that much more exciting. You know, people today they want to take pictures of their food. They want to be parts of, of, of a community, of a tribe. They're in Facebook groups. They're sharing their cooks. And, and, they, and they're really looking for personalized experiences. And so with that versatility of all these little features um, combined, it, it really makes it so that every time that you use the unit, it's almost like a new experience. Hmm. What was your first Hellraiser that you designed? The first, first unit that we designed was the Yama. Um, and Yama, I know it's kind of a catchy name, Yama, Mama. I mean, we've heard, we've heard them all, um, but Yama is actually uh, a Hindu god of hell. Um, so a lot of people don't know that. Um, but yeah, the Yama was the first, first unit. And one of my, uh, a, a longtime uh, customer of mine, uh, a, a distributor in the United Kingdom, you know, for years he'd been talking to me about, you know, smaller backyards in the UK, you know, smart bar smoke barbecues really taking off, the whole grilling experience, the lifestyle, you know, outdoor cooking, live fire cooking. And so he really kind of just, uh, provoked something in me and affectionately probably like you folks 
my one of my first experiences in barbecue when way back when I was maybe five, six years old was one of these cheap cast iron hibachi units. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And, you know, part of my passion of barbecue probably came through that whole, you know, that whole hibachi thing. So, and I figured, how could I combine, you know, skewer grilling, yakitori style grilling, uh, the Japanese hibachi, you know, uh, American style, Southern barbecue offset, reverse flow smoking. Like, how can I put all this into one unit, right? Um, and so we designed the Yama and brilliantly, uh, amazingly, in fact, we, we, we've delivered an incredible product and, and it does all those styles of cooking extremely well. So we're very proud of it. You know, we, I had a hibachi in college. I don't know about you, Leanne, but I had one. And I think uh, when I was sober enough to <laughs> remember uh, actually cooking on it, I think the thing that that kind of got to me and 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 you know uh just listen to sean explain it was that with the hibachi that was the first time except for my mom's burned chicken as i told that story many times on the show that i could see something actually cook in front of me you can't do that in an oven you can do it in a skillet but yeah that's not much fun but to actually see you know live coals and seeing whatever you're putting on there cooking i think that's I don't think we think about that, but I think that's an enticement to people. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a romantic notion of it all. We all have our, you know, Leanne certainly has her roots, you know, mm-hmm. her fond memories of where she started. You have yours, I have mine. Um, but I think that um, for, for me, especially one of the key things that we try to kind of design into our products is the experience. We want people to be part of the process. And, and I think that's, what's really um, very different from us. You know, obviously our products are, are made in, in Canada using North American components. We don't outsource anything. Now this, these aren't, you know, a big name brand, you know, building millions of units over in Asia. This is, this is a North American product. And so we, um, you know, I, I think that it's, it's, it's important that people want to be part of that experience. They want to be part of the process and, and we want to help customers, you know, be part of that process by, by providing them with the products that we do. Are I you- have a nice hibachi story. Yeah. Yeah. My hibachi was on my upper deck in, in my house. And um, <laughs> my my cat decided that it would like whatever remnants were, you know, on the grill and hopped up on there. And we heard this rare and the cat went flying off with the hibachi and the cat lived one of the nine lives, I guess. But that's how I remember hibachi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we all have these. We all, I think we all have these little, you know, I, and, and, and again, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm always looking so that the customer, and I know this seems a little bit, this might seem strange um, for me. I, I mean, it's, it's kind of a thing. We always try to figure out a way to provoke an emotional reaction with our products, with the customer that, that is obviously, you know, laying down their hard earned money, buying our products, having trust and faith in what we do. Um, and we, so we, and that, and that's probably why I, I, and I believe you're both part of our, our Hellraiser owners group. I think there's like 7,000 rabid Hellraiser owners in that group. Um, and, and we can tell that the lifestyle, the brand, the emotional, uh, attachment these folks have with that. I've had people, many, many customers tell us you've changed my life. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty profound to think that you're just, I'm just a simple guy making barbecues and here I am 
I deliver, you know, we deliver a product to you and all of a sudden your family's not eating in the basement while they're playing video games. They're in the backyard with mom and dad. They're eating as a family. They're having that, that time, that, that family time, that gathering time together. That's pretty profound. It um, is. For, uh, I mean, for me, yeah. for me, it's, it's something really, really special. There you hmm. go. We're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back with Sean Bevins, pre- president and the mad scientist behind Hellraiser Grills. Please stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Um, We're talking with Sean Devins today, the president of Hellraiser Grills. But first, uh, if you'd like to contact us, easiest way to do it is go to the website, barbecuenationjt.com. There's an icon there, and you can send us a note, and we'll respond to it. Either Leanne will or I will. Um, And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and all that. And also, our friends down at Smoky Bones there on the East Coast, for a very limited time, you can get their rib feast. Now, Leanne, I think, has already been there four times, but I'm not sure. (laughs) Um, For $19.99, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, drink, dine. That's when you dine in. Get all the stuff, but it's $20. Uh, Smoky Bones, the Masters of Meat, have 63 locations from Illinois down to Florida. And they bring you your fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner. So find a Smoky Bones near you, lay down your $20 bill, and get to eating. Uh, that's Smoky Bones. You said the other day that you couldn't believe you paid more than – I paid 34 bought, bucks for a rack of ribs the other day. Well, that's even above and beyond what I paid. But, uh, yeah, it was like, I don't know, six ninety nine a pound. Uh yeah, so you're looking at, you know, 23, 26 bucks for rack that's without rub, sauce, charcoal. Yeah. Labor. My labor is expensive. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. But yeah, that was not, we'll get back to Sean in just a second here. But I said that, I kind of read that ad to somebody over the phone the other day, and they said the exact same thing that you did. I said, Especially I can't. with sides. Yeah, I can't do that for 20 mm-hmm. bucks, even at no. home. So no. there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sean, do you, uh, you you touched on it just a little bit at the end of the last segment here. How do you actually make these Hellraiser units, the different ones? You, I mean, are they pressed out on the floor in your factory behind you or um, are they all handmade? And, you know, I, the reason I ask is we get asked a lot of questions on the show and both Leanne and I take umbrance to uh, cheap barbecues. Okay, Um, the kind you buy at the big box store. They're there for a reason. We accept that. We also accept that they're not going to last you forever and all that. But when you get down and look at them, sometimes you can see gaps in the sheet metal. You know, the air comes through. They're not they're not fit properly because they're assembled, you know, 5000 at a time. So tell us, walk us through your process. So um, basically, it comes in my back door as flat steel. we have, uh, we're incredibly well equipped. And again, I, I've been pretty fortunate uh, starting this in 2020. In terms of, um, you know, the, the automation that's available to us as a manufacturer, we're 
light years from where we were just five years ago. Okay, so um, where some of our, you know, more of the long, long, the well-known brands that are in the marketplace, they've been there for a long time. A lot of these guys, they, they just squeeze every drop they can get out of their old equipment. Um, so we're very fortunate. We're, we're using the latest technology. Um, one of the things that we, we do is uh, through the internet of things, all of our machines communicate together. So we've got some, um, some really amazing technology. And so everything, whereas before everything was done, you know, in 2D patterns, you know, there was CAD drawings, there was things like that, but the actual fabrication of the unit itself uh, wasn't done in 3D. And so we use, if you can imagine for a second, and I'll try to make this as, as comprehensible as possible. We take an entire barbecue and we send it off to our laser machine, okay? We've got a laser machine that looks like a huge printing press uh, with 60,000 pounds of steel. And basically what it does is it just cycles, you know, with no person in front of it, it's a robot that cycles the machine, the sheets go in, they get cut, they come out. And that carries on seven days a week forever, uh, so long as the machine's loaded with steel. And then it's, so we, we send an entire barbecue design from SolidWorks into the machines where the machines communicate together. They'll flatten it all out. It does all the, you know, the bending calculations, the bend radius calculations, what size of blanks that we need. It's really, really fascinating. It's incredible for anybody that really likes that type of thing. So the process is it comes in the back door, we cut, we bend, sub-assembly. Uh, we, a lot of companies out there do, um, you know, sandblasting and things like that. For, for surface, surface prep, we don't do any of that. We hand sand. Everything is hand sanded. Anything that touches heat is actually prepared by a human being with their hands and they sand. Um, and then goes to uh, paint and then back to final assembly and then off to packaging and shipping. So the, we control the entire process from A to Z um, and we don't outsource anything. Everything's built here in-house at Hellraiser. Hmm. Well, it sounds like you, you've definitely moved up in the tech world, but why the hand sanding? Why not sandblast? Why not move up in that area too? Um, the reason for that is um, sand, because we don't use welds, okay? We don't weld at all. Um, and, and, and a lot of other companies, let's say in maybe similar looking products, um, they weld. And, and the reason for that is because fasteners aren't an option. Um, their machines aren't precise enough to cut, you know, 150 rivet holes to make, you know, a rivet, if you're, you know, 10 thousandths of an inch, you know, too small, the rivet won't fit and you can't have any offset in the circles because then the rivet won't go, go in center. So um, it, the precision that it requires to be weldless, okay, um, is, is the, the threshold of that is incredibly high. Now, I'm not saying that welded units aren't good, but welders are very, very difficult in today's marketplace to try and hire. They're very, very difficult to retain. Um, they're not easy to work with, certainly here in Canada. I don't know about the United States, and I'm not saying anything against welders. There's probably lots of them out there that are really good, but um, it's, it's a tough, having welders is very, very tough. So that being said, the way that we uh, assemble and subassemble, if we had sand as a medium uh, involved in that whole process, uh, there'd be sand in every nook and cranny and you'd never get the sand out. Interesting. And so we don't want people receiving a unit where eventually that they, you know, move it and all of a sudden they see sand coming out of the unit. Right. Mm -hmm. So we've gone completely weld free. Um, there, we don't do any welding here whatsoever. So, and because of that threshold of precision, we can't have sand in the mix. Right. Hmm. How much does like your Yama weigh? 
Uh, the Yamaha weighs 104 pounds. So it's, it's basically, bad. and what's really unique about it, um, and, and again, I'm not here, we build a, a you know a product and I'm not gonna say, you know, we've got the best product or, or anything like that, because I just not that's not how I how I roll. But um, you know, I'll give you an idea. The Yama, you can fill it and, and I'll only speak, I mean, we benchmark all kinds of coal. We're, we obviously offer charcoal as well um, through our product lineup. So with our charcoal, you can get about 26 hours cooking hot for up to 26 hours. Uh, we're going to take a break here on Barbecue Nation. We're going to be back in a few minutes with Sean Bevins, president of Hellraiser Grills, and talk some more about the grills right after this on Barbecue Nation. Hey, everybody, it's JT from Barbecue Nation, and my friends down at Smoky Bones have come up with a great summer special for you. For a limited time, get the Rib Feast for only $19.99. Now, Rib Feast comes with a house rack, two sides, garlic bread, and a drink, and that's when you actually eat at the restaurant. Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, well, they have about 63 locations from Illinois all the way down to Florida, and they bring you fire-grilled favorites and barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner. And it's great stuff. So find a Smoky Bones near you and enjoy their summer rib feast special. Only $19.99. That's Smoky Bones, the masters of meat. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Leanne. We're talking with Sean Bevins today, president of Hellraiser Grills. And we'd also, again, like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. Um, you know, it's kind of like beef your grandpa used to raise. If your grandpa raised beef, it's really high quality, great taste, great flavor, great marbling, no antibiotics, steroids, or styrofoam. It's Painted Hills Natural Beef. You can check them out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. You can find the podcast version of this show at most all of the platforms. And of course, the bigger, biggest, big ones, excuse me, you know, Apple and, um, iTunes and Captivate, Castbox, all those guys—they're they're there. We got a ton of them. Anyway, like I said, we're talking with Sean Bevins, president of Hellraiser Grills. So if I if I walk into a store and I see Hellraiser Grills and I see some other ones there, and I think I really want a natural, if you will, smoky wood flavor when I'm cooking whatever it is I'm going to cook. Why would Hellraiser be one that I would look at, John, and say, I think that's the one? Well, again, I think I think it comes back to um, I think it comes back to what you can do. You know, the Yama is I we've heard many of our customers, dealers, retailers, distributors refer to it as the Swiss Army knife of barbecue. Um, you know, you can we sell a, a you know a an add-on griddle for it. You can use it as a griddle. You can use it as a hibachi. You can use it as a reverse flow smoker. You can use it to do skewers. You can do it for direct, you know, direct grilling. So it, it really encompasses a very wide spectrum of different grilling styles. Whereas, you know, most units in the marketplace will have very two dimensional, maybe two uses, two different styles, maybe only one. Um, so the other products are very kind of two dimensional. Whereas with Hellraiser, you're getting a, a full spectrum of, of the different styles of cooking that you can do with a unit. Hmm. That's pretty cool. 
What, um, what's it? What's it like? The square, the square inches on it. Like, how big is the, the cooking surface on it? Like, so let's do, like the, how many porterhouses can you put on there? <laughs> twenty-four. The yama itself is twenty-four by fourteen, so a little bit bigger than some of the ones that are really popular. A little bit different from us. We sell additional grates. So with this little unit, well, this little unit. I mean, it's not that little, but you know, a relatively compact unit. Um, you can add up to four grates with it. So now you're basically doubling and, and tripling and quadrupling your grill size. Um, if you can imagine a, a grill that's 24 inches um, long by you know, 14 inches wide, you can fit eight racks of ribs on two grill, grill sets. Like that's, and again, that's just what we do, right? Um, yeah. it's, it's all these little key things when the consumer is looking at the product, they're like, oh, I can have this tiny footprint, but I can cook for, you know, 12 people. Right. Um, so these are all little things that we do, um, with, with our products. Well, I've still yet to have Leanne cook me a rack of ribs. So, you know, don't feel bad folks. Yeah, I will. When I come to Portland, (laughs) one of these days, you're, um, when you started this, let me rephrase that, Sean. When you started this, did you have like the Yama and stuff in mind, or did you just go, I think I can make grills and here's maybe how I can make them better, and then went down that path? Or did you have very specific things in mind? Yeah, we had very specific things in mind. Um, I've, I've always been looking for, you know, with my, my last company, you know, it was kind of, again, I, I was in that kind of, hung in that kind of caught in that two dimension kind of product offering where, you know, the product could maybe do two things, right? Um, one naturally better than the other. And so I was always thinking about how can I come up with this, you know, Swiss army knife of, of girls? Um, how can we combine all these different things? Cause I love probably similar to yourselves. I don't just do ribs. You know, I do, I mean, I do curry, I do dessert. Like I do everything on a barbecue, right. And all kinds of different, know things that aren't culturally you know north american or canadian or north american or american you know barbecue right as our sense of you know smoked brisket or smoked ribs i'll do all kinds of weird things you know from asia and and so i I was really wanted to have something that could do all these different cooking styles right and i i couldn't find it and so i was you know for a couple years it was floating around in my head of, of how we could you know come up with this product and I'm very fortunate. Um, we're a family-owned business. My wife and my both my children work here. Um, my son is is head designer. My my youngest, my oldest son's the head designer. My youngest boy is he manages our laser cutting department, and my wife is is financial controller. So um, having a connection for our manufacturer, um, you know, in engineering departments or and I've been in all kinds of different roles, but having a, a connection with a designer that you can, you can explain your ideas and they can visually see it in 3D in their mind is extremely rare. I, you know, I, I've been in metal forever, um, originally from down by Detroit, Michigan. So I'm from the automobile industry. I've worked with hundreds of different designers. Um, very, it's always been very difficult to communicate your vision, uh, what you're seeing in your mind, you know, what you're seeing when you do the initial drawings on a, on a scrap of paper and you're trying to explain what you're seeing. Um, so I've been extremely fortunate to have my son with me and I don't know if it's because I'm his father and my son, uh, he, we have this, um, 
and, and I always get kind of emotional about it because I, it's my son, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's absolutely brilliant. Um, he's, and he catches the idea immediately. And so I, we sat down, I, I did a, what we do is we do a product brief. I give him kind of the, you know, the big lines of how I see it. And he came out with this design and it, and it just it hit every single thing that I could possibly have imagined. So very fortunate. Like I say, I've, you know, I've got a background in the automobile industry. I've got a background in the recreational product industry, and I've never been able to make that connection, that creative connection with somebody mm-hmm. for them to visualize and actually be able to create, you know, it's one thing to build a one-off or a five-off or a 10-off. That's, that's, that, that's, that's something it's, it's, it, and it's quite a, a designing and, and manufacturing anything is, is quite an accomplishment itself. But being able to replicate that thousands of times over, that's a completely different animal. Um, and there's a lot of things that you need to take into consideration. And amazingly, he nailed it. I mean, there was nothing, but I, there was actually, I cried when we, when we did the first prototype because it was just, well, it's, it's such a difficult thing to bring from somebody's mind mm-hmm. to paper to an actual functioning unit that here it is in front of us uh, that we all get to see, touch, and, and, do, and do testing with. So, yeah, it was an incredible moment. How many um, different uh, products do you have in your line? Not the, not the accessory part, but how many actual Hellraiser grills are there? So we've got the incinerator, which is kind of like a uh, portable. It's basically a chimney lighter on steroids. Um, it weighs 22 pounds. You can grill steaks on it. You can use it for a campfire. You can use it to light your smoker, your barbecue. Um, you can cook woks on it. You can use it as, you know, for anything. Um, super robust. That was, I think, our second product. Then we've got the Bear Trap, which is, again, 17 pounds. And, and again, everything is built like a tank. We All of our products are hard-to-use products. Um, being barbecue people, I don't... Maybe some of you folks you know, are, are more disciplined when it comes to cleaning and taking care of your units. No. I am <laughs> definitely not. Um, I don't think I've... I can only remember maybe twice in maybe 30 years that I actually washed a smoker. Um, and only because like I did such huge cooks on it that it just, there was pounds of, you know, rendered fat in the bottom of them. But um, so we build, build units. I build units to be able to withstand the life that I can provide to them in my backyard. So we've got the bear trap, totally uh, another hibachi type thing. It's a, a portable camp grill. You can set it over a fire, a fire pit, anything like that. Then we've got the tomb, which was uh, inspired by um, the Salt Lake, the Salt Lake um, barbecue restaurant in the United States. You know, they've got that big hood where they hang all the meat off the, right. off the hood. Um, and, there, and there's a demand for fire pits that can be like a smokehouse. And so we designed the tomb and that went wild. And then um, we've got the fortress. The fortress is a really unique unit. Um, the Fortress is a true offset, a reverse flow smoker, but at the same time, you can direct grill with it. So you've got two doors on it, a top, a top door, a bottom door, you can rotisserie with it. It's got the skewer locking system. It's, it's, a, it's a premium unit. Um, comes with, we've partnered up with Fireboard, as you, I'm sure oh, most yeah. people know Fireboard is probably one of the better mm-hmm. um, you know, thermometer systems in the marketplace. And so we've done a collaboration with them. So we offer with the Fortress a Fireboard, um, Fireboard, uh, Fireboard 2 uh, thermometer system. So, yeah, I mean, we've got it. 
And we wanted to make it um, the Hellraiser brand. And again, like I mentioned, we've got a very high um, customer loyalty rate. A lot of customers that buy one product, they'll buy two or three. We've also got the Nomada, which has got the hangman that you can do live fire cooking with hanging meat or you know whatever you want to do. Um, so we wanted to make it becoming a member of, I guess, the Hellraiser tribe affordable across the spectrum. So we've got a, we've got premium units and we've got units that are, are, are kind of more of an entry, different, obviously different um, features and benefits, but that will allow people to get their membership into the, fam the Hellraiser family, but they don't need to be making $100,000 a year. If that makes mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. We want to make the product line appeal and be accessible to everybody. Well, I have a request. Uh, this has been something I'm, yeah, I've been wanting for a long time. Do you think you can develop a self-cleaning grill? <laughs> I mean, I mean ovens that. are self-cleaning. Why hasn't someone come out with a self-cleaning grill for people like you? Yeah, I, well, I don't know. Even if it had self-cleaning, I don't know that I would clean it. Um, <laughs> if you push a button. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, I, 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 I'm a, I assume there'd probably be a marketplace for it. Uh, there would be a huge marketplace for that. We are going to take another break while Leanne goes and cleans her oven. And uh, we'll, be back. we'll be back in just a minute on Barbecue Nation. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. Uh, yeah, here on the Barbecue Nation USA radio networks and, of course, the podcast version that comes out uh, after the radio stuff is aired. So that's good. We're talking with um, Sean Bevins today, president of Hellraiser. Sean is going to stick around with the after hours for us. And as I mentioned a couple segments ago, don't forget our friends down there at Smoky Bones, the masters of meat, uh, have a rib, rib feast. You can call it rib fest or rib feast. Uh, for $19.99, you get a house rack and some sides and all that at all of their 63 locations from Illinois down to Florida. And uh, they kick out barbecue platters every day for lunch and dinner. So find a Smoky Bones near you. Enjoy their $20 rib feast special. I wish they had one out here. I would go do it. Yeah. Uh, they don't. We're clear out here in no man's land, but uh, they didn't do it. Maybe someday, maybe they'll hear this. Um, talking with Sean Bevins, the president of Hellraiser Grills. When you, I was looking at your website, Sean, and I was looking at some other stuff online because that's what we do these days. And the one thing that was I was really impressed with, and it probably shocks some people, you've got a lot of fire in your, you know, videos of fire, images of fire, you know, coming out and doing all this stuff. And to the average barbecue person, that probably scares the hell out of them at first because it's all fire, you know, and I think, how do I do this? And then, you know, you kind of read through it and look at it and it makes a lot of sense then, but I was really kind of, uh, I wasn't taken back by it. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. You know, cause it, yeah, I, I think that I, I think intrinsically human beings, you know, for the 13 million years that we've been on this planet, 
uh, or so. I, I mean, I'm, I'm no mathematician. I, I can't tell you exactly how long human beings have been. That's there, just but. Myron. Myron's been around for 13 million years. Every, everybody else has been around for 13 million years. Um, I think intrinsically, we all have uh, somewhere within us uh, a very uh, romantic and very, uh, in, it's almost instinct, our, our, our association or affection with fire. First, we're, we're deathly afraid of it. Who, who in their right mind would want to burn to death? I mean, that'd be horrible. Um, but there's, you know, and, and, you know, go back to, you know, ancient times, antiquity. And, you know, what did fire mean? Well, fire meant security, fire meant food, fire meant mates, uh, fire meant social gatherings and, and the ability to socialize together. So I think the, the fire aspect for us um, is really to speak, to kind of provoke that. Again, we're, we're, I know it kind of seems, I don't know if it seems like flighty or dreamy or that we think of all these little things, you know, trying to create a brand that really sets itself apart from everybody else. Um, but we think about these things. Uh, I, and again, maybe I, because I'm a live fire guy, you know, I'm a barbecue guy. I'm, I'm so passionate about it that I actually reflect on all these bizarre things, right? Like, I don't know. I, I'm, yeah, I've got a, a deep association with fire. I, I, nothing about pyromaniac and nothing like that, but I just, you know, I, you know the smell of smoke, um, the romanticism of flames at night. I mean, it's just, there's a whole thing that speaks to us as, as human beings, I think. And it, and it's a, it's a commonality that, um, you know, you could take somebody that was raised in New York city, downtown New York city that never, ever sat around a campfire bring them out to upstate New York where they've got the opportunity to sit around a campfire and, and, and live that experience. And it's just, who doesn't like that? I mean, it, it I really goes, I think it really transcends. Um, I, I think it's, it's intrinsic. It's just, it provokes something in human beings. That's almost beyond our control. I, I thought of it as, and I don't know, we'll get Leanne's thoughts on this too. I thought of it as, as kind of a primal thing, you know, yeah. go, going back and, uh, you know, dinosaur leg, uh, you know, type thing like that. When you, when you first looked at it, all these thoughts run through my head, but there's always a lot of crap running through my head. Mm -hmm. So don't pay it any just attention. makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I mean, it, I mean it, provokes, it provokes different reactions with different people, right? We're all different individuals and, and I think it provokes different feelings. And, and, you know, some people see fire and they're automatically hungry. Yep. Some people are, see fire and they want to make love beside it. Some people see fire and, you know, they, it provokes they a wide range. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it provokes a wide range of, of, of emotions, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's really um, important that you're keeping up with the times, but kind of going back into ancient times with the live fire cooking and how people are really starting to cook above, like you say, and you're creating products that are, they seem to be, it comes full circle. You know what I mean? I feel like we're going back into the caveman era with some of these uh, developments and, and styles. And it's, it's a hot topic right now. You'll see it on social media. Um, so it, it's nice to see you're keeping up with that. And, uh, people love it. They like they seeing do, fire I, hit meat and they like seeing the meat up in the air and hanging over the top of it. And yeah, I mean, they, people, people want to, you know, they, they want to gather their friends and, and people again, you know, they want to, they, they don't want to just sit down, push a button, 
and then that's something I think that we've understood. You know, and there's 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 a time and a place for that. There's a customer base for that, and, that, and that's fine. And there's companies out there that do a great job with that. Um, we, you know, want people to be able to uh, invite their friends over and have a show, a spectacle, uh, an experience, something that's like wow, like you know, like we're our customer is the guy who buys like you know five pound tomahawk steaks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he wants to, you know, do the show in front of his in-laws and it's on, it's on fire and it smells. And I mean, yeah. that's, and I think that there, and I, I agree with you 100%, man. You're absolutely right. I think that, um, I think that as we progress through the different phases, um, there's some pro- products out there that we, we affectionately internally at Hellraiser call them gateway products that, that introduce um, certain people that really don't have any live fire cooking experience to a certain degree of wood smoke fire um and those people they once they kind of get the hang of it or or really get that kind of um bitten by that bug then they want to expand that experience beyond that and there's just not a lot of companies out there that offer those types of products Mm -hmm. sean how can they find you so we're right now distributed in and i know you've got listeners from across the world um we post this uh throughout our, our facebook and whatever you're going to get exposure to all kinds of different countries, all different distributors. They can go on our website to find those. We've got retail dealers all the way across Canada. And I'm very excited to announce that we are being onboarded for true value. Oh, congrats. Um, So we'll be attending their fall dealer booking show. Okay. In Denver, Colorado. Um, We'll have the entire product line there. We'll be in their grill and chill area. We'll be in their new product uh, city. We'll also have a booth there. We're super excited. I just got the okay from True Value to actually mention it on here. So um, yeah, wow. I know we're very excited about it. So it's, it's a pretty big deal. Well, Congrats. congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah, that's fantastic. Sean Bevins, president of Hellraiser Grill. Sean's going to stick around for after hours. He has no idea what's coming his way. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leanne and I will be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation. Uh, remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.